Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Weekend Warriors, the foreign policy podcast that asks what else is happening in the world. I'm Essika. Today, in fact, just a few hours ago, Turkish President Erdogan and U.S. President Trump spoke on the phone about the dire developments in Syria's Idlib province, emphasizing that they agreed on protecting civilians in Idlib and continuing to cooperate to avoid further humanitarian crises in the region. It was an important call because in recent weeks, Trump has been pushing Turkey away from the U.S. and toward Russia. It's an alarming development, especially alarming because Erdogan has increasingly adopted strongman tactics straight out of Vladimir Putin's playbook. America should not want these guys to get even closer. Yet since being elected in 2003, Erdogan has jailed hundreds of journalists. He's branded academics critical of him as traitors. He's changed the Constitution to give him expanded powers. He's purged the courts and the military. He's imprisoned dissenters. He's had tens of thousands of people arrested since a failed 2016 coup attempt to oust him. In March, Erdogan's favored candidate narrowly lost the Istanbul mayoral election. So Erdogan forced officials to throw out the results and hold a do-over. Well, in June, his candidate lost again, this time by a very wide margin. And we talk about the strongman takeover of small-D democracies in Brazil, Hungary, the Philippines, elsewhere. Well, what does this mean for the Turkish people? Unfortunately, a renewed crackdown on their human and civil rights. My guest today knows this all too well. Endis Kantor, an NBA center from Turkey, is an outspoken critic of the Erdogan regime. And as a result, is the target of an Interpol red notice put out by the Turkish government. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. So as you've said in in no uncertain terms that Erdogan is a dictator, Mm -hmm. and because of your criticisms, his regime has accused you of harboring terrorism and generally has taken steps to make your life more difficult, even threatening to imprison you for four years Mm -hmm. for your criticisms. Talk about what the government has done to you, to your family. Well, I think, you know, first of all, let me get this. First of all, let me get this straight, because when I talk about these issues, people, a lot of people think that I don't like my country. I love my country. I have no problem with my country. I love my, you know, flag. I love my people over there. My problem with the regime in Turkey, because Turkey could be the bridge of modernism and West, but just because of all that stuff going on, it's impossible. It was supposed to be, right? Yes. With Erdogan's election, it was supposed to yes. be sort of a... That's what, it, what everybody was expecting. Right. But just because of all that stuff happened, you know, the corruptions happened and all the, you know, the failed courts have happened, so it was, it's, it's impossible now. But what Erdogan did, like, like you said, I mean, he polarized the whole country, and if you uh, criticize the government, or if you talk against them, and and he will say, you're a bad guy. Mm-hmm. 
And so that's why, just because of I have a platform, I'm trying to use this platform to be voice of all those innocent people. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, people know my story because I play an NBA. But there are thousands and thousands of people out there, and their story is way worse than mine. Right. Well, so talk about your story. Talk about what's happened. Yes. Well, I think it just it's all started. I uh, started uh, talking about these issues uh, in 2013. Mm-hmm. There was a, a corruption that uh, ha- uh, happened in Turkey. And... You know, uh, and a wave of riots yes. in 2013. And, yeah. you know, President Erdogan and his family was involved in it. Mm-hmm. And after that, I started talking about these issues and stuff, you know. And then after the 2016 coup attempt, I started talking more and more. I mean, first of all, I'll say this. I'm not a politician or I'm not a journalist. Right. So some of the, you, the words I'm using, I never used it in my life before. Uh-huh. So it's, it's, it's very tough for me. But like I said, it's just because of the platform. But uh, three years ago... The you know the Turkish police came to my house and here in the United States or in there in Turkey mm-hmm. and they raided the whole house because after the right after the coup attempt my family had to put a statement out there and said we are disowning Ennis mm-hmm. because my dad was a genetic professor he got fired mm-hmm. my sister uh, went to medical school for six years and her husband six years and now they cannot find no job and a lot of my other family members was getting fired so my family had had to put a, step, put a statement out there to say, save their yes, jobs and yes, lives everything. safety and because they, they couldn't really go outside because they every wow. time they go outside you know they were either getting like spit on they were just getting like you know their people are cussing at him and they were just treating them treat very bad so they had to put a statement out there and then after that police came to my house in turkey and they raided the whole house after the raided uh they took every electronics away phones computers laptops they wanted to see if i am still in contact with my family or not and if they would see any text message email missed calls or anything like that and they will be all in trouble and luckily i didn't call i didn't talk to my family and i have not been so you haven't spoken to your family last time i saw my family was 2015 and last time i talked to my family i can't remember that yeah, must be so hard. Years. Of course, almost it's tough because like, in the end, those are your family, your mom and your dad and your right. sisters. Do you worry about, about their safety? I, yeah, of course, of course I do worry. But just because of we, I mean, uh, so the, after that radar, they took my dad in jail for uh, seven days. So just because of we put so much pressure from here in the United States. So Turkey, they had to let, let him go. Mm-hmm. But uh, do I worry about their safety? Yes, because, I mean, my dad going to a trial and they just keep delaying it. Now mm-hmm. he's going to another trial on October 10th. And this is the fourth time they delayed his, they rescheduled they, do, you think, do you get the sense that they're using him? As an example, because he I'm, has a famous son? I think so. That, that is one. And the second, they are not putting him in prison because they know what we can do from right, here. Right. But they're not letting him go because if they say, okay, you're free to go, he, they can, my whole family can leave the country. Right. So they just keep delaying his uh, you know, trials. And that's the fourth time they de- uh, delayed it. And it's just so bizarre. It's so crazy because, like, I mean, they are just accusing him just to be my father. Right. That's, that, that, that's really it. It's also affected your career. Um, mm-hmm. Foreign travel is an issue for you, and yeah. and now you say Turkish suppression has forced you to cancel some of the youth basketball camps yes. that I know you love. Yeah, doing so much. Talk about that. So we doing a we were doing a basketball camps, you know, all over America, and we were actually uh, so 
with the one we had in Dallas got canceled by, you know, the Turkish embassy. And, you know, we did like, you know, we put a statement out there and say, sorry, we just said, sorry, kids, you know, we just, our basketball got canceled again, canceled, whatever. And then the second one was in Long Island. They canceled it twice. So that was, uh, what reason do they give? So the, the reason was, so I was working with this mosque. And um, so after I set up with this mosque, I told from my social media, I have a basketball camp here and everybody welcomes a yeah. free basketball camp. So after that, well, I was in D.C. meeting with senators and congressmen and everything. We, my manager have a te- got a text and said uh, the mosque might cancel our basketball camp. Mm-hmm. I asked him, like, like, why? And he said, uh, we actually have the screenshots of the, the so the, we have a guy in um, in mosque and my manager and a guy is talking the guy literally said uh three people came to the mosque and it literally said the board members if you do a basketball camp with an scanner you guys are not allowed into turkey anymore wow. we actually we actually have the screenshots oh my gosh we actually have the screenshots and uh after that they were still wanted to do a basketball camp. And then later on, the Turkish people said, if, if, if you do a basketball, we're going to come and protest it. Mm. I'm like, I don't want to put the kids in danger. Right. They want to come and have fun. So I'm like, what should we do? And then they canceled the basketball camp. And then it was so amazing because we were in that, we were in D.C. meeting with, we meeting with like congressmen and stuff. That district, the congresswoman, uh, you know, we had, uh, her name was uh, Kathleen and uh, we talked to her and I told her my story. She, her eyes started to water and it was mm-hmm. like, we need to do this basketball camp yeah. for kids. Yeah. And we literally rented another place, did the basketball camp. Uh, she came to the basketball camp and then after the mosque canceled the camp, we have another 10 invitations from different mosques. Wow. Like, hey, we don't care about this. They just come to a basketball That's camp with great. us. That's great. Well, people should know you um, You put these camps on all over the country mm-hmm. for free. Yes. And often in places where kids aren't ever exposed to yes. NBA like, basketball. Definitely. We go like to Idaho, North Dakota, Alabama. I, I even went to Alaska. Yeah. So the next year, I got invited from Guam. Wow. So I'm like, oh, my God. It's going to be like a around 30-hour flight, but yeah. I'm, I'm still planning to go. That's awesome. Um, so I want to know, do you consider, from your perspective, do you consider Turkey to mm-hmm. be a democracy anymore? Not anymore. It was, there was a democracy before, but I will say not anymore because of all the stuff, like, like, the, all, like I said, all the stuff going on, people are in the jail, right. you know. For free just, speech. Yes, mm-hmm. just because of, I mean, Turkey is the number one country in the world to put most journalists in a jail, more than China. More over, than Russia. More than Russia. Over 300 journalists are in jail right now yeah. waiting for help. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, that's their job, you know, just because of all the media that are shut down, the schools are shut down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand you trying to what if you're fighting against education if you if you're going down and shutting down schools and dormitories and universities there's a big problem right and he even like said it it's on internet you guys can check it out so he said we need to build we need to build more jails yeah. and people are like what well how, what do people think because mm-hmm. you know the the 2016 coup attempt failed that wasn't a popular mm-hmm. uprising yeah but there have been waves of protests right recently and for his part erdogan hasn't really done much Mm -hmm. about those protests right where do you see this going 
Well, I think, you know, uh, so they uh, this year, actually, we had a, a mayoral elections. Right. And he actually lost the three big major cities, mm-hmm. Istanbul, Ankara, the capital, and uh, Izmir. Yeah. And after he lost all of them, they said, we have to redo it. Mm-hmm. So just because, and then after he, he wanted to cancel the first one, people got together. Mm-hmm. And then I think the second one, he even lost it, even a big, right. big number, right. very big number. Yeah. And I think after that mayoral election, people gained more confidence. And now they feel more comfortable talking about these issues because right. before everybody was scared right all the actors singers athletes this mm. and everybody was scared now people gain more confidence talk about these issues and i think you know just i think people started to realize what's going on and everything because the economy is going down now they are mean um i mean now all, when i went to you know the the senate and all everybody was talking about all the senators was talking about putting sanctions on Turkey and stuff. Right, right. So it's it just, getting uncomfortable for Turkey. Very uncomfortable. Yeah. So I think, and my brother goes and can come back. He can actually travel. But mm-hmm. and then people are saying, he told me like people are just not happy. People are miserable. There's been a lot of terrorist attacks and stuff. So right. people started to um, realize what's really going on in Turkey. Do you think he'll leave willingly ever? <sighs> no. No, because I mean, I think I think it's I don't know. I think like I heard from a friend. I don't know if it's true or not. He's trying to change rules so he can be there forever. So I have no idea what he's trying to do. But uh, it's just is sad because in the end, that's my country. Sure. And that's my people over there. I don't want them to just uh, suffer or just go through this kind of stuff. So I mean, it's just it's very sad to see your country going through this. Well, just today, mm-hmm. and I only know this because you told me. Yes. Um, Arif Komis, the director at the Hibiscus International School yeah. in Malaysia, was abducted from his home yeah. with his family, right. four kids, to be deported to Turkey because he worked at a school affiliated with the group that attempted right. the, the coup in 2016. Now, they'll likely be prosecuted back in Turkey despite being a U.N.-protected mm-hmm. family. And they're just a few of the hundreds of people who have been forcibly right. returned from abroad as a part of Erdogan's mm-hmm. crackdown against protest uh, against um, his critics. For U.S. listeners, mm-hmm. that's a little like Trump rounding up Americans living overseas for mm-hmm. opposing his presidency. It's unthinkable. Yeah. And yet... I mean, it's 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 crazy because so like the reason I believe that that, that was it was a stage stage quotient. So just because so so he can literally change everything and he can right. so he blame on that that moment that he that that guy was just in. Gulen, yeah. Gulen moment and that pe- like many people don't know I was with Mr. Gulen that night when the quotient happened. Wow. So I just I literally saw with my eye what Mr. Gulen was doing. He was literally sitting on his chair and praying for for his country and he actually cried that night because like there was over like two hundred and fifty people. Died, and uh, the, the, uh, this person. I mean, he is one of my friend, actually, and uh, so that shows that Erdogan long arms are everywhere. So right. actually, so he was just, you know, he wasn't. He Arif was a teacher. Is one of your friends. Yes, uh-huh. and he was actually a teacher in, in a school, and then now he's. They are trying to deport him back to Turkey, and so they can put him in uh, prison. And then he just all he was doing is just trying to just uh, teach people uh, secular education. Right, I um. Want to talk to you a little bit just about about Trump's mm-hmm. part in all of this? Um, according to a readout of a phone call today mm-hmm. between Trump and Erdogan, they discuss trade, Syria, mm-hmm. Iran, and the appointment of a new U.S. ambassador to Turkey. Okay, but they did not discuss any of these civil human rights mm-hmm. abuses, imprisonments. Yeah, has Trump been an ally for you? Not you personally, but for. Mm-hmm. 
for this this I resistance? Mean, I have not met him yet, but I've been in contact with a lot of his friends and a lot of the Republican, you know, the senators administration, yes, yeah. and stuff. I mean, when I tell them my story, and they always stop me in the middle. And they said, we already know the story. Well, how can we help you? Mm. And they literally just made me so happy when yeah. I was in, you know, just met with even not just the Republican side, the, the Democrat side. Too. Right. So it's just, I mean, we've been really trying to, you know, just, um, you know, just have meetings with uh, all the people. But I have not met with Trump yet. Okay. And um, I don't know if it will help if I meet him. Yeah, it's hard. I, I know what you mean, because it's hard to tell. He generally respects strong men, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. he really respects Putin. Um, and so you have to wonder if he would actually sort of enable right. someone like Erdogan or, mm-hmm. you know, co- contrastingly, Trump has been fairly aggressive against um, Assad in Syria. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you think maybe there is some potential for him to sort of coax Erdogan back, but I just yeah. don't know. Well, they, they just, I mean, they just I literally kicked uh, Turkey out from an F-35 That's you know, right. program. That's right, the flight program. So yeah. yeah, the flight program. But I think, I mean, like I said, again, um, people are asking me what can be done. I love my country, but I think in the end, the only the solution is the sanctions. Oh, uh-huh. that's what I think that's what I believe if America puts sanctions on Turkey then I think uh, this problem is going to be solved and that's what I mean I was literally asking uh, all the, the senators yeah. and what can be done and they were they were literally everybody said the same thing sanctions. the sanctions mm-hmm. well we'll be watching it and as Cantor thanks so much for coming on oh, weekend warriors you. for sharing your story I you know I've we've d- discussed it before yes. but this was a really good forum to do it, mm-hmm. um, and I just I really appreciate it. You'll have to keep um, keep yeah. us posted and come back. Thank you. I really, really appreciate it. That does it for me on this edition of Weekend Warriors. Thanks for listening. I'm Essie Cup. Tune in next time. When you work, you work next level. When you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.